0: Ladies, do you have high-end fashion in your closet that you're no longer wearing? Why not turn it into cash? Shannon Judd at Closed Circuit and Preston Center would love to have your high-end brands. Just bring them over to the store. They'll take a look at them, and you can earn 40 to 80% of what they sell it for. So if you want to turn items in your closet into cash, visit closedcircuit.com or on Instagram at Closed Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson, and Highland Park is very well known for their athletic programs. We have so many amazing kids that are participating in these sports and doing such an amazing job, really putting in the time and the effort. And one of our teams is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year, and that's the Highland Bells. My daughter Alexis became a Bell a couple of years ago. She's a senior now, and it's been a really great experience for her. It's really taught her discipline and how to participate in a team sport, and it's done a lot of great things for her that she'll be able to take through to adulthood. So in celebration of the 40th anniversary of the Highland Bells, I wanted to bring in two of the original founders of the Bells to tell us the history of it. It literally started with a group of five young ladies who didn't feel like they had a place at the school. They felt like they could just go to the game. They didn't really have a role to play in the school. And so they presented a business plan to the principal who also took it to the school board. And it was from this effort from these young ladies that the Highland Bells came about. Joining us today is Ann Connor Yarbrough and Renee McKinney, who were part of the founding team in 1983. You may even see them at the upcoming Spaghetti Supper that's coming up on Friday, August 26th from 5 to 7 at Highland Park High School. So if you haven't bought tickets yet, let me know or I'll also provide the link in the show notes. So without further delay, Anne and Renee, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you for having us. We're so excited to be here. So I cannot wait to hear. The Bells are one of the most coveted dance teams in the country, and the girls in the neighborhood just absolutely love to come to the football games and watch them perform. But a lot of people don't know how it actually
1: started, and I understand it started at a sleepover? It sure did. It was a group of my good friends. We were on a Friday night just bored. There was nothing for girls to do. So what we ended up doing was coming up with this idea that we wanted to be Laker girls. So This is (laughs) 1982 and uh, we wanted to uh, just form a dance club. So we wrote a proposal because our friend's father said well you need to write a proposal. And so we ended up going into uh, the principal's office, marched in as a matter of fact, on a a Monday morning with our proposal Proposal in hand and said, We're gonna start a drill team. And luckily the principal said, Okay, let's take it to the school board, and it started from there. But it was kind of an amazing coincidence of all these things that happened in sequence. So I feel like this was kind of a time when young girls didn't
0: necessarily go to their principal and advocate for something so big like this.
1: There was nothing for girls to do. There was nothing. Nothing. I mean, there were five girl cheerleaders. There was a soccer team and a track team, but this is before Title IX. So if you can imagine, there was just for Friday nights, we were in the stands, and there was nothing for us to participate in. So we were pretty bold to do that, but uh, looking back, it was all meant to be, and that's why it all fell into place. And Highland Park needed
0: something for girls. They really
1: needed something. It sounds
0: like it, definitely. Okay, so you wanted to be a Laker girls in Highland Park. How did yes. you find the person to lead you guys to do this?
1: So the principal, his name is Floyd, Principal Floyd, told us that in order to do this, we needed a sponsor. So we looked at each other and said, well, we'll go ask our PE teacher, Kathy Wheat. So Mrs. Wheat, you know, we just need you to sign this piece of paper. You don't have to do anything. We'll do everything. And her humble servant leader self literally looked at us and said, ladies, I'm happy to sign this, but I will be making all those decisions (laughs) for you. And we had no idea. Who that she, she was. who she was. I mean, she was like famous
0: in the drill team. What world. was her
2: background? She was a Kilgore Rangerette. I believe she was captain of the yeah. Kilgore Rangerettes, and she was our PE teacher. Under the
0: guise of a PE teacher,
2: her husband Jim Wheat was also a, a football coach at Highland Park for High the School Scots. For the Scots. Oh, wow. And okay. so we just—it was a God thing. I mean, we walked into the only person we know who might sign this form, and it turns out she was a famous drill team she was a big deal very big deal (laughs) yeah and we and she never told us she never told us oh my gosh well yeah that's definitely fate stepping in there and what's funny is i thought she was old she is 20 years older than us so (laughs) she was 35 years old she was 35 years old when we tried out for bells maybe 34 oh wow so she was very young too yeah
1: so what happened next so, from there, we ended up forming a, a really we had a thousand signatures. We had a hundred people sign up. It was a petition it was a petition, and they had to listen to us um, because we had a thousand signatures. so we ended up having tryouts and thirty three of us made the team we were um, we only made the team based on potential. Potential. <laughs> <None> <laughs> well, that's not how it's done anymore. Danced
2: before. <laughs> yeah. I so. um, another funny story is that my mother. I didn't tell her. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. I just asked my mom. I said, "Hey, i want to go to this dance thing after school. Will you pick me up?" And she's like, "Sure. What time?" And the next day, I said, "I'm going to go to this dance thing again." And then I told him at dinner. I said, "Oh, I made this dance thing." And she's like, what is it? And I was like, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> <laughs> but they said you need to bring your checkbook.
1: And your boom box. Okay, yeah, now that
2: hasn't changed. No. We had to bring <laughs> yeah. our checkbook, and nothing was more true than that mm-hmm. fact. But, um, I mean, it wasn't a thing. You understand? We didn't make bells. We just made formed We formed it,
1: right. We formed mm-hmm. it. There was
2: 33 of us. Mm-hmm who were clueless.
0: So what do you think of how it's evolved because it has become such a big deal and is such a a big event to the tryouts and everything?
1: What blows my mind, I'm gonna go back to camp because we went to camp that summer and- Drill team camp. We had no idea what we were doing. And we thought we were all that because we were going to SMU to drill team camp. Ooh, okay. That's a big deal. Well, knowing, like, we were more concerned about who our roommates were going to be and dorm life and, and all that. And going to the SMU pool where the yeah. cute boys were. <laughs> <laughs> so we learned very quickly that we needed to get some discipline. And Kathy Wheat was so mad at us that she left us she, at camp. She abandoned us and oh left us. Or so we thought. And we found out after, because we were so upset, we ended up winning everything. We practiced all
2: night long. We literally, she left us. And she said, y'all are embarrassing me. We, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a part of this. And she left. And that was the motivation you And needed. we stayed up all night long. Take 16 that
1: and does. 17-year-old girls and tell them that, you know, you're you're going to embarrass your school. Well, we worked so hard. We found out later after we won every award, which that sh- we did. She was in the bushes watching she us. She watched oh. us the whole time. <laughs> the story of
2: our lives she's always in the she's always there watching yeah so
1: yeah (laughs) so it's pretty special that's so great so it's always been
0: a tradition to have the spaghetti supper and were you guys a part of how that started
1: this that's a first spaghetti supper
2: was at susan floyd's mother's house yes and what year was this
1: 1983,
2: so from the very beginning. Martha Floyd, I, I said this in the in the movie as well, Martha Floyd just mm. happened to make a spaghetti. And that was that. And 40 years later, we're still having spaghetti supper. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it on both sides as um, I'm also a mother of a bell. So I got to see the machine behind the bells. There was no real machine <laughs> behind the bells when yes. we were there. It was really just... The girls and Kathy leading us. There was a few moms that were, you know, really instrumental in, like, helping us get our uniforms and helping us get stuff approved. Mm -hmm. But mostly, I mean, my mom was not super hands-on with Bells.
0: Yeah, I was so curious. At what point in time did the moms become so involved with this organization? It was after us. After you, for sure. Probably, I can say...
2: Probably, I, I don't know when they started going to Disney World, but I would say it would have to be around then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they had to make money. Right. There was really no need to raise massive amounts of funds when we were Bells because they, we weren't going anywhere. Were no. We were just traveling. Right. We, we learned all our dances at camp. So we would go to camp and learn, like, Mm -hmm. two jazz dances, a high kick. You know, we weren't doing military also at that point. Yeah. And um, we came back and performed our dances. We didn't need choreographers. We didn't need all these fancy things. And the other thing that was really unique about the Bells, and the reason it it came to pass, is we danced to live music. Because there were ten people in the band. We had no – the Highland Park band, when we were in high school, was – Very, very small. Very small. Wow. I mean, 10 to 12, maybe. There was no way they could play music that we could dance to. Right, right. So we started playing the live music and it's still Which stuck was around. Michael
1: Jackson, every Michael Jackson song. Thriller, every Donner. The, the 80s were the best for music, right? Oh, so, yes, for sure. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Flash dance, Footloose. We danced to all of that. So do you
0: think, given the way that it has evolved and the time commitment, do you think if you were your teenage self now, do you think you would still try out and go through with it? Absolutely, absolutely. I
2: mean for sure, the things we learned from Bell's I mean literally changed our lives. I mean, I don't think I would have mm-hmm. been as successful in college or business or business I mean it made it made leaders. relationships yeah, I mean it, hard work, very hard work. We weren't incredibly talented people I mean, no. like when my daughter tried out for Bells at, I don't know, how old are they? Fifteen? Uh-huh. She had more training than all of the Bells who tried out first combined. Right. I mean, they're massively trained. They're trained like the Rockettes now. Yeah. And we, I took ballet when I was like three and I danced at Camp Mystic. That's it.
0: That was it. That's, your That's ba- it.
2: Yeah. That was my entire ba- dancing background. So, I mean, yeah, I'd, I think I'd want to do it. After you see all those little girls at the football games, watching. I would watching. Have totally
1: aspired to do it. I think as as women, it was what drives, draws me to the whole experience is that it's it's all of the women keeping each other accountable and celebrating together. And to me, that is what has, you know, we've talked to Bells throughout the decades. They've, they're actresses, they're models, they're Angie Harmon to Stephanie March to Uh, you know, people that are are strong in their business. But I think they learned all of those principles and disciplines in Bells. Right.
0: I know Angie Harmon has definitely attributed her success to Mm -hmm. the Bells, which I think is just amazing. And I've seen such a change in my daughter, Alexis, is she definitely has more of that team spirit. Like before, even though she was on dance team, she didn't really – take it as seriously as she does now and she's definitely more punctual at least for miss phillips not necessarily for me but that's normal (laughs) i mean
2: it's it's so true like i didn't wake caroline up to go to high school right you don't have to they just know if she if she overslept she overslept yeah and then she got in trouble and she didn't do it again i mean i didn't i remember these mothers who i said were they were up making pancakes yes eggs that still goes on oh my gosh i didn't do any of that I, mean, I was house. still asleep when my daughter left the house right i mean she drove herself to school she did bells i mean i remember that mrs phillips who was caroline was on miss phillips first squad
0: oh okay Great. very first
2: squad and um mm-hmm. she said do not rescue them and so when they forget their tennis shoes they just forgot their tennis shoes right don't don't bring them up to her no one brought it up to us
1: no no. So <laughs>
2: Kathy Wee we we was at that point, you know, living in my back house. She would have killed me if I would have run
0: something up to Caroline. So tell me about that. You mentioned earlier that she lived with you for a while.
2: She used to teach. She still teaches at Casey Castellaw's mm-hmm. Highland Park Dance Company. And she lived in my back house for those few days a week, you know, that she needed Just a place to Just so she could live. be closer. Yes. Okay. And so she lived in the back house. She was still with Jim. They still had their house starting off at Wimberley. And then while they were living with me, just Kathy lived with me. Jim never lived with me. um, They bought the place out in Gordon, and that's where she still is today.
0: Okay, right. So tell me about this uniform. I see a lot of drill teams out there, and they typically have Mm -hmm. the boots and the hats on. Our
1: uniform is quite a bit different. How did right. this all come well, that about? Was,
2: the
0: boots and the hats were never going to
1: fly. We were never. <laughs> that was one of the things we said. We are not wearing boots, hats, big skirts. That's not us. So we can thank you for this. Yes, yes. Okay. absolutely. <laughs> and it's
0: still
2: <laughs> it's just amazing. That it's amazing. It hasn't changed at all. Isn't
1: that crazy? The like, V, not is, a bit. Yeah, we. Um, so the look was kind of preppy at the time. So eighty three, eighty four. So the V is is represents kind of a preppy victory. You know look um, and then the fringe was because we wanted something different and we didn't know how it was going to turn out they actually asked us what we wanted to do and I think at one point Gold LeMay was mentioned, yes, mentioned it was, which was we thought good. and we wanted Keds tennis shoes because those were big those were very popular very big and so the first part we were in leotards and leg warmers and headbands it was flash dance totally <laughs> And then uh, we ended up secretly finding the uniform uh, we didn't know what it was going to turn out to be. And then there was a pep rally that we were able to really just go in and reveal. It, it was, was the a big surprise. reveal. Like,
2: it was a total surprise to the student body. And we, to us. Yeah. We had our
1: measurements, but we they wouldn't let us see them until oh that my morning. Gosh, that's so cool. And so we put them on and we go out into the gym. And it was to Donna Summer's last dance <laughs> was the song. So our arms were up high. You describe it perfectly. Yeah, our arms were up
2: high when we started. So you could see and the fringe. It, so you could see the fringe all hanging uh-huh. down, and we froze there to start, but we had a twenty-minute standing ovation. So our From hands were stadium. shaking. You had to stay
0: frozen that yes, long with our hands in the air. Oh my god! So our
2: hands were up, and it just would never stop. Finally, the principal asked them to please stop, and then we did our dance. And when we finished, I mean, I remember walking out yeah. in, in complete it was precision, so emotional. and we ran out, and we were all just crying and. And we were so excited. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing like that had ever happened to any of us. And I remember Kathy Wheat said, when in your life will you ever have... A twenty-minute standing ovation, and I remember thinking, "Well, I might,"
0: (laughs) you know. And we still haven't. And it's never happened again. That was was your moment. I'm I'm
2: 55 years old, and I'm still waiting for someone to give me a longer than
1: 20, (laughs) 20
2: 20-minute standing ovation.
1: But it was so amazing because we, the community, named the team. So Park City's people became our megaphone, if you will. Like they were out there talking about us because this is pre-social media. Like nobody was talking. So we actually had the paper engaging. It was very so instrumental. I'm the name, yeah, the names of uh, all of the, the, the names that we came up with, the uniform, everything was part of the story. And it kept getting like laid out week after week yes, after Ray week. Yes, Slaughter
2: was the yes, one who he was a very, was big, very big megaphone for the, the Bills.
0: I love people newspapers. I mean, they still they still mm-hmm. do that. They do such a good job of covering community events, and they love the bells yes, that we have.
2: have. They, they yeah. were very important.
1: But I will say, the Dallas Morning News covered us. Oh, yeah. And I was 16, and they called my house. My parents were like, there's somebody on the phone from the Dallas Morning News. And I was like, oh, well, okay. So I get on the phone, and the reporter says, so you want to start a drill team? And I said, yeah, we just want to dance and boogie down. (laughs) And that was my first (laughs) quote ever. So um, so Very 80s, right? Very 80s. (laughs) Boogie
2: down. We (laughs) wanted to be Paula Abdul. We wanted to be the Laker
1: girls. We wanted to be unique. And I think that you look at that 40 years later, we are still very unique unique. And I'm so proud. I know all of us. I just spoke to the girls uh, a couple of weeks ago. Alexis told me she loved your presentation. Okay. Well, it was just amazing because the girls want to know, you know, how did, you know, how did this start? And the fact that it was so organic, I think is so special in the story.
2: And it means so much to us because we, like Renee's scrapbook is here on the table. And all of us have these pictures floating Mm -hmm. around our houses. And one thing that's really bothered me for the last 10 years is in 20 or 30 years, we won't be around. Our scrapbooks won't be around. And we want to get that documented. We wanted Mm -hmm. to get those pictures up to the high school. And Shannon Phillips has been very kind to digitize and take our history down and take our statements down and interview Kathy Wheat. I mean, it's important. Because all of us won't yeah. be around. And Susan Floyd's mother went to her attic and pulled all these pictures out and so did Beth's mother. Yeah. And if we if it wasn't for this fortieth reunion, I don't think that we would have gotten all this together.
1: And I really wanna thank the moms now that are reaching out and wanting to have the historical information because they have really given us the opportunity to, we're all getting back together. And we showed a very special time, but we're able to kind of keep that generationally going. And these scrapbooks, when you start looking through them, they're a time capsule. And it's very special to know what we did and know that these girls make us so proud today. We watch them and they're being watched not only from the little ones, but from us and grandparents and great-grandparents. So they're, they're, it's such a bigger thing than what they're actually experiencing in high school. You don't know when you're
2: in high school. It's yes. just a four-year period of time, and you want to be mm-hmm. a bell, and you are a bell. but it, you don't realize – I mean, I never dreamed that I would have a daughter who was a bell Ever. I, I, ever. I mean, I didn't think I'd have a daughter. I mean, who knew? So, I mean, just to be able to see it on both sides and to yeah. see – what it's done for my daughter. Now I won't say that my daughter is, you know, a living, breathing bell person. Now she's 26 and has but her career. She may have a daughter, but she may have a daughter, and they're going to see all this history. They're going to see these pictures. They're going to, mm-hmm. I mean, Caroline and my uniforms, ironically, got put in that new building.
0: Oh, I love that display. That display It is and really it's, good, and
2: it's it's a, it's amazing. Um
1: But yours is a little shorter than. Yours.
2: <laughs> I know. I, hey, here's a fun fact for everyone. When my uniform, and I was probably a size four, and Caroline was probably about the exact same size when she was a Belle. I'm just telling you, my fringe is longer. <laughs> For sure. (laughs) Not just
1: a little. Not just a
2: little bit, a lot longer. So the the fringe has gone up. The fringe has gotten shorter. Yes, gotten shorter.
0: That's so funny. But
2: um, it means a lot to us. And it means Mm -hmm. a lot to, I mean, this is not just, I don't know why everyone keeps talking to Renee and I. This is not the Anne and Renee show. I mean, the charter bells are so close. I mean, we've been texting
0: literally all morning.
2: Yeah. They're so excited about, we've got people flying in from Massachusetts, flying in from Atlanta. They're having a big party party for the
0: alums coming up, and you're getting so many ladies together, and I cannot wait to go and just see everyone.
1: We're,
2: We're doing lunch the day of that. We're doing a party after it for the Charter Bells. The Charter Bells are very, very good friends, and we continue to text. We continue to talk. We're
1: we went through a very special time, and I think we all recognize that. But but even more nostalgic is that, you know, it's, it's stronger. When you can start a legacy and see it be stronger than when you started it, it's something that we're enormously proud of. Well, uh, yeah, it just has to make you feel so proud to see those
0: girls out there and just know, hey. I'm the reason they're they're there. Yeah. You know? That's so wonderful. Well
2: Renee's more the reason that they're out there. I certainly wasn't a part of getting Bell right. started. I mean, I didn't show up till halfway through the tryout week. I, I, I didn't even know it was going on. So Renee gets all yeah. the credit for that.
1: Well, you know what it is? And I told the girls this, you know, this past week when we were visiting, I said, You never know. Like you have an idea and you might think it's fleeting and, and no one's gonna care about it, but the fact that five girls literally sat around, came up with the idea, put it into action, had the principal not said yes, had Kathy Wheat not said yes, had, you know, the school board and Park City's people. I mean, it was just this cascading effect of people that took action. And what I told the girls, I said, you know, always know, number one, surround yourself by around people that want to support you. But also when people come to you, help put something into action. So it would not be here if it weren't for all of those things. And also this we had no idea if
2: the student body were going to laugh at us. Yeah. We had no idea if it was going to be just embarrassing. I mean, it was it was Talk about, put, talk about can be putting brutal. yourself yeah. out there, and right. we did, and it was really amazing. The Highland Park community was amazing. And the student body. And it did a lot for the whole community because think about who used to attend the Highland Park football games in the 1980s. It was football players' parents,
1: mm-hmm.
2: cheerleaders' parents, but you have to understand there were five girls and five boy cheerleaders when we were there. And a, and band, the, and of a band of ten. So they probably doubled. All of a sudden, my parents had season tickets. Her parents had season tickets. And the band grew. The band grew for sure. Mm-hmm. And it, it just it 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 multiplied the amount of people who were involved. The, in the stadium community.
0: is always packed.
2: It's always packed. And, and I remember is. them always saying, "Bell parents, please don't leave after halftime." <laughs> yes, they still please, say, that. <laughs> "Please don't leave after <laughs> halftime." <laughs> So, um,
0: not much has changed,
2: no. <laughs> no, but no, but it's so fun. I mean, I'm so looking forward to going to spaghetti supper and going to the football game. And I texted all night last night with Anna Dunstan and Shay sides sh- sending pictures back Allison, and forth. Allison, Allison, yeah. Allison has been an
1: instrumental too. But Shannon Phillips, I want to give a shout out to, I mean, we love Kathy and she's a mentor to us. Um, but, She also took the baton and said, I've got this, and uh, I'm keeping the history. She's the one that reached out to me to speak to the girls. And I'm so thankful for that because that easily could have been lost on a new director. And now she's been there 12 years, which blows my mind because we have actually started a friendship over the last 12 years. Yeah, and they contacted us
2: when they were looking for a new director, Mm -hmm. And said, you know, what do you charter bells think? Who who
0: should we hire? What kind of person should we hire? I just love that. I love Mm. that they they, they won't let you go, will they? No, (laughs) especially
2: not when you have a daughter in bells. I mean, it's just forever raising money. You know, doing what you do. But it was fun. I got to go to Disney World. I got to do all that with my daughter for three years. It was really, really
1: special. And I have boys, and they just thought I was cool. <laughs> <laughs> you are cool. They're like, Mom, I told my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Well, guys, thank you so
0: much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. I love all the history. I love that you didn't get rid of all these things. I can't wait to look through your scrapbook and passing them on and coming and talking to the girls and just letting them know the legacy Mm -hmm. that they're a part of. Like, I think it really helped them understand what a big deal it was, especially to hear where it came from and how it's evolved all these years. Well thank you. And good you. for your daughter
2: for being a bubble. Yes, thank we can't you. wait to watch
0: her and, and, and they're performing.
2: They're performing yes, at our reunion. At your reunion. Yes, yes. It's gonna be
0: exciting. I'm excited. Well, thank you both so much for joining us. Thank you. Sure.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Martha.
0: For- That's been another episode of the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson and we'll catch you next time.